of cons. Welcome to the Hot Mess Comedy, Comedy Hour. Hour. My name is Emily. My name is Andrea. And, and that-, that was in the style of Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. Jesus Christ, that song is sad. It is Since sad. Since you've abandoned me. I'm like, Annie, who fucking broke you? You know what I just realized? What? We've sung this song before. But Have you know we? what? I don't care. I don't care about doing a two-peat. Yeah. A repeat. Where, what I could even do a three-peat of that song. <laughs> What breakup did we sing this song after? Because this has got to be correlated oh, that's to a breakup. A, that is such an astute question. Uh huh. Maybe you. Um, drug dealer dad with the braid. Oh God. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It was when we were in the old studio. Yeah. You know, this song will forever remind me of you because I didn't know this song was about a breakup. I just like always heard it and was like, "What a bop!" Right. Um. And then you're like, "Listen to the fucking lyrics," and you were like, "It's such a." fun, happy-sounding song for how depressing it is. Well, that makes it more depressing. Yeah, like, I love that combo of, like, cheery piano and complete, utter despair. Totally. Yeah. Um, It's very 90s. It is very 90s. Um, Who's our guest today? Our guest is fucking... I'm so excited to have this person on the show. Me too. Um, She is the host of not only Am I the Asshole podcast with our friend and foe, Danny Vega... (laughs) But also the co-host of Not Another True Crime Podcast with past hot mess all-star Casey Balsham. Are you serious? This is pod royalty in the fucking studio. royalty. I'm sorry. Is this the fucking Duchess of Sussex of the pod world? Wow. That was great that you... Sussex. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Sarah Levine. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm putting that in my Instagram bio now. The Duchess of Sussex. I can't say it. Maybe I'll spell it. Sussex. Sussex. Yeah, like say that 10 times fast. Um, Impossible. Peter Piper picked a duke of sussex wow that was very very <laughs> thank impressive. you thank you thank you thank you welcome to the show thank you for having me thank you for i'm assuming you took the train here yes it was fine to be honest yeah i we're in the midst of a viral pandemic isn't people. that just so cute and fun to say so cute <laughs> yeah hey do you want to like hang out after the viral pandemic comes down <laughs> yeah i just i i would it would be a nightmare to be dating right now yeah, it is. Because we were talking about this. You had somebody that you're seeing said they had a cough. Yeah. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Sarah's just like, it's been good to be here. Yeah. And <laughs> I will see myself out. Yeah. There is a guy. Um, so I'm currently juggling like four to five dicks, which is That is impressive crazy. and stressful. Well, oh. Andrea's on the Poly app. Yeah. She's on okay. this app called Field. Yeah. Formerly Thrinder. Yes. Okay. And I've heard of say, Thrinder. Yeah. I was so, like, were they allowed to do that? That's No, they so, weren't. Okay. That's that's why they had to rebrand. <laughs> but it's not really for threesomes. I, I've never used this app, but yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. It's mm-hmm. not really for threesomes. It's more for like... Uh, people who are open-minded, sexually. Sex positive. Sex positive. sluts. Um, yeah, it's, there is, <laughs> that's their tagline. Hey. Sex <laughs> Oh my God. Um, no, so Field is, uh, like all my sex pause friends uh, have been like going this app because people like lead with what they're interested in. Um, and I'm not currently looking for a relationship, so I don't really want to go on like the hinge and the bumbles and the, you know, I don't even know what that hinge is like the only normal one, right? That's the only one I supposedly, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Supposedly. Well, this is what I always say. Like, I know that they market them. Each app markets itself differently, right? Yeah. And um, for a while, I've heard people refer to Hinge as like the relationship app. Yeah. And right. it is actually how I met my boyfriend. I met my wow. boyfriend on Hinge. This podcast but, is sponsored by Hinge. <laughs> by Hinge. They do sponsor podcasts. We should reach out to them. Anyway. Yeah, and Field, too. Um, and Field. Yeah. You think they have the budget? Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But I. I never experienced a difference in the guys. Like, I think the difference is that maybe girls pay more attention to the marketing. But, like, guys, like, you have access to every single app. You're going to be on every app. Oh, yeah. Why would you not be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always say, like, any app is good for finding a relationship until, like, the fuck boys learn about it and then they get on it. Yes. And then it's, it's over for everybody. Like, you're right. We just got to invent a new one. It's like playing whack-a-mole. This you're, is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, you're right. They catch wind of it and then they just destroy it with their – Pictures of them holding craft beers and they're, I'm a feminist and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they're like looking for good vibes only. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Good vibes. You mean my pussy and then never talk to me again? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. on field, you could just write that. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, like I said, and it's not me being like, I don't even want to date because I'm so unavailable. It's not that. It's no, just you like, want transparency. You yeah. don't have time to have to decode text messages. Yeah. Or what have you. I want to get laid. I don't, I want to get laid and not have my feelings hurt as much as possible. And so this app seems, and obviously your feelings are going to get hurt no matter what. It's dating. But I, this app seems where people, like one of my people I'm, I'm seeing is Polly and he has like a partner who's married um, and like another one who like he sees on like a weekly basis. So it's like I kind of am going into it like there's no expectation from my end being like, oh, I'm going to make you my boyfriend, nor am I like interested in that. So it's kind of refreshing in that way. Yeah. Um, it is also annoying because like <laughs> and we've spoken at length about this before in the podcast like well you've had to listen to more than one uh story of a journey i don't want to hear about your fucking ayahuasca ceremony oh my god i don't need to hear about <laughs> ego death you know what i mean it's like that this world could be so cool if people didn't make it their entire personality and i'm not uh, talking about this guy specifically although the poly one definitely does more lean in this direction. Yeah. But it's like, people are always like, so what's your kink? And I'm like, can we <laughs> get a coffee? <laughs> and like, yeah, I want to do fucked up shit with you for sure. But <laughs> let's, let's be clear. Let's talk. And I don't want to fucking hear about like, do you like to be edged? And I'm like, okay. It's like dorky. It's like it's, not. It's, it's corny. It's super. You're right. Corny. It is corny. It's kind of a more extreme version of something that I've talked about on the show before, which is traveling guy, which yes. is a nope. type of guy that you encounter on the apps. I'm sure you've encountered. I went on a date with traveling guy. Me too. And I wanted to just like jump off a roof. How? Yeah. What was you your? You wanted to travel out the door and into <laughs> another place and, and, and into, into a garbage else. can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was your date with traveling guy? Like my traveling guy actually took out his passport on the date. No. no. Had me look Why did he it. have it? Oh, because at a moment's notice, you know, he could be off to China Get for six months. Get the out of here. Yeah. That is so annoying. It was horrible. Um, my traveling guy like kept telling all these stories like and then they would all end with like, and yeah, I met this girl. I met these two girls. Like, cut to four a.m. We're at their apartment. I'm like, I met you 20 minutes ago, yes. and you're basically telling me about your employed, implied, implied, implied sex exploits. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't. This is not no. Do you think mm. I think you're more interesting for this? You know what I mean? I think they yeah, do. yeah. No, no. This is what it is. It's similar to fitness guy, yeah, and uh, food guy. So Poly they're guy, they, sex guy. They, they all do yeah. not really have a personality, so they need to stand out in some way. Yeah. So they adopt this. They take a hobby or an interest, and they turn it into their whole personality. Yeah, yeah. Woodworking guy, mustache guy, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think of Ron Swanson, born, born again Jesus. Christian guy, <laughs> yeah. cult guy. I would date cult guy. Yeah. He'd at least be charming, you know? He'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cult leader or a cult member? Leader. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fucking dork. Yeah. I don't <laughs> hang with plebes. Yeah. Well, so it, it – yeah. Okay. Especially, like, poly, poly guy, he – he's, like, kind of neggy towards me. Like he 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 says that he's like he he recently had like he got sober he he did a bunch of ayahuasca ceremonies <laughs> in Peru that I fucking constantly hear about. He's made a lot of like big life changes, which I'm like cool. I'm happy for you, genuinely. Um, but I've been sober for si from alcohol for like six years, so he never asks me like any questions about it. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, it's like he's always telling me about like ego death and journeys. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I've just been sober for six years. And, and he likes it. Like he's, he's interested in comedy. I'm like, yeah, I'm like a working living comic. You know what I mean? It's like, everything is just an opportunity for him to go into. He just loves the sound of his own voice. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's leading with this, like, I want to know you and I want to respect mm. you and cherish you. And it's like, but. I'm like, that's fine if you don't, but I just don't like inauthenticity. And yeah. He's wearing a woke mask. He is wearing a woke mask. And he's also like recently in this world. So I think he's enamored by all this new information. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I get that. 
it's also like he's kind of what us in the Sobes community like to call pink clouding. I love this. Yeah, which is like when someone stops drinking, when they've been like ruining their life with drinking, um, they take out booze and all of a sudden like a huge amount of their problems go away naturally. You're not like blacking out and spending $200 mm -hmm. for no reason. But but we're talking surface level problems. Uh, surface and deeper. But like... I would think the deeper stuff you really need to tackle in therapy. Absolutely. Yes. And, but like a lot of it seems to go away and people are euphoric and they feel like all their problems are gone and they're like, my life is new and uh, namaste and all this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, totally. This is huge. Congratulations. Also in six to eight months, the reasons why you drank are going to come back up mm. and no fucking meditation retreat. That's, that's going to help you. But like, he also fucking shades on AA people oh, really? a little bit. And I'm like, listen, AA definitely, he, he says like AA is a cult. And I'm like, okay, number one, you go to a different country and you have like a guy in a cloak mm, right. fucking feed you drugs. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. That's very that's much like chill. the definition of culty behavior. Pretty much. <laughs> but like, yeah, AA has some weird old antiquated shit around it. And I've never worked the AA 12-step programs, but... But you've been to meetings. I've been to meetings. I've gone onto other 12-step stuff. There is, like, people who shit on AA never really know that much about it. And yeah, you know what? I think the God stuff freaks people out. Of course, and I get that. I'm not a religious person, and it freaked me out too, and there's lots of AA people who are dorks, just like there's lots of sex pause people who are dorks. There's, like, representatives of each group that, like, make the group look bad, but he was like shitting on a girl that he was seeing who was in AA and she was like, I don't know if I can like be with you because you do like psychedelics and the people in AA are telling me like that maybe that's not like the best influence for me right now. Okay. And he was kind of like making fun of her and I'm like, okay, this girl like is obviously struggling and I, I people, he was like, they're like telling her what to do. I'm like, sometimes people need to be told what to do during periods of time when they're like really struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have always... Well, that's the whole point to have that community there to, yeah. to help guide you and to so that you can lean on people who are going through the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Are there people in AA who are militant about it? Yes. Are there people in AA who, who make other people feel shitty about it? Yes. Totally. That all exists. There's God people who are weird. Everything about it is true. There's also like really cool people who are like, do whatever you feel like you need to do. We're just here to like listen to you. And mm -hmm. it was like to have him be like those fucking cults douchebags and I'm like okay do you not super judgy see yeah yeah Ugh. is this sex good at least because this guy sounds like he has no redeeming qualities yes the sex is good okay. that is the only reason he's okay. here All well right. the first time we had sex it was like kind of nerve wracking someone maybe couldn't keep it at full attention the whole time. Mm. Um, but you I'm, couldn't keep your nipples. Yeah, out. I couldn't keep my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I invited you to my, I just invited him directly to my house. We didn't meet When's for coffee. That is bold. When yeah. is the last oh, time you did that? I feel back. like you haven't done that in years. Yeah, I know. There was one, okay, God. This was maybe five or six years ago, but yeah. there was one incident. Um, Andrea invited a man from Tinder over to her apartment who looked like one of the Columbine killers. Like, what? in his photo, he was wearing, like, a long coat. He was holding a gun. Wasn't great. Why? It was, he, a, it was a prop gun. Okay. It was a rifle. It was a... That he had no reason to own. You just really wanted to risk it all that day. Oh, my God. I, I want to die. Um, <laughs> yes, I definitely... I don't normally do that. I, I meet in public first, of course, but I had fallen down the subway stairs and sprained yeah. my ankle. Oh. And I Ladies, was, when your ankle sprained, but you still need to fuck... <laughs> Find a guy on field. <laughs> Invite him right over. I, Have him tell you about his journey in the comfort of your own bed. <laughs> I like initially invited him to go to the bar across the street. And then I was like, what? if you want to kill me, you want to kill me. I'm going to invite right, you. Right. You'll keep the mask on for like a few hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, also, I was like, I'm inviting you to my house and I'm. I am crippled. I literally like, can't defend oh, myself. <laughs> Mom, don't listen to this one. <laughs> um, the second he got there, were you like, just so you know, people know you're here? Yeah, I make mention that people Yeah, I know. always do that. Yeah. Or, you know, 
have done that. It was bold. I, I've never invited somebody over to my apartment like that, but I will even mention it. I will even mention it like on a first date. Yeah, sure. Like oh, I'm Not always, but if it's a slightly sketchier situation, I feel like you have to. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, never know. Just so you know, everyone has a GPS on me right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have find my iPhone on. My dad is the head of the FBI. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what possessed me to do that. I think the horniness reached a critical level. Yeah, I, know. I was going to say, we can think of what possessed yeah. me to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea why I did that. Um, and also because he was this like woke, sober, poly, whatever. Right. I'm like, you're less likely to be a fucking straight up murderer hmm. um, is the d- justification I did in my mind. <laughs> but he did like bring me, he brought me food and because of my ankle was Oh, well, hurting. he brings you food. Yeah, then you're in. If you get me like Triscuits and hummus, it's like, you're not going to murder, murder me, you know? No. I mean, you're going to murder me with the delicious hummus. Yeah. <laughs> Death by hummus. He, yeah, he came over recently and, um, and uh, the sex was way better because we're like more comfortable with each other and it's fine. It's, it's like, here's the thing, like I said, it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm just looking to connect with people and see what, you know, see what's out there. So I'm going to keep him on the roster because list that's I've I've mined this gold and I'm going to keep it around. I mean, not gold, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, bronze. He's like silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Kinda, it feels weird to like have this. If you feel like you're rating people in your head, or you're being like, okay, this one's my favorite. But he's like less available right now. Mm-hmm. So then we move down to like the second tier. It's like yes. mean. You're and like yeah, doing like, a draft pick. Yes. I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like fantasy football. Yeah, and I know I that like I'm I'm in some these guys' like drafts too, and they're yeah. it's just like, oh, this is so weird. Um the the one who had corona the who does I don't know if he All has right. coronavirus. Well, yeah, let's not <laughs> spread propaganda. Yeah, he told you he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, what did he say he had? He has just a, a sore throat, scratchy throat, and he said I'm staying home from work uh, because I don't want to be the person that gives the virus. Of course, to but I think another thing that's happening is that the first sign, like if I sneeze, I think that I'm sick. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, absolutely. It's it's. Obviously, we have a reason to be overly. It's a fucking pandemic. It's a pandemic. How much is that dick? Where is it? Pandemic dick? Is that what you know what I mean? Oh, I would love every time you go outside. You're like, is this pandemic dick? That's the question you have to ask. Right. That's that is what you need to ask. I uh, because you can't you can't not hook up with anyone. That's not an option. I know. I fucking know. I, it's also like I have my sprained ankle, which is much better now. I can like bike and walk and like, I'm okay. It hurts a little bit. Right. But so you also have to evaluate if, if Dick is hobble worthy. Yes, exactly. I have to go through two security measures. <laughs> One, is it hobble worthy? Two, is it pandemic worthy? It's a lot. If I'm meeting up with you. If somebody makes it to be through, spectacular. Yeah. yeah. If somebody passes that system, that's yeah. a keeper. It really is. Yeah. The scratchy throat guy was not an apps guy. He's a guy that I did crowd work at at a comedy show. He was like this fucking hot little Also minx. a cesspool of disease. I know, right? All our shows are getting canceled. Yeah. I mean, and we're all talking into fucking Sharing a mic with 20 people. And comedians are filthy animals. Like, it's, oh, we're going down. But um, <laughs> he, was, he was sitting in the front and I did my joke about drinking cum, obviously. Crowd favorite. <laughs> and... For, I asked him what he thought my weight was. That's one of the th- crowd work things that he does. And he nailed it. And he's like a tiny little white guy. They never nail it. They're always like 120. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm six feet tall. When is that happening? Like, Yeah, they. I, we talked about this in the last episode. They just don't know. Yeah. Guys don't think about their weight. So I don't think they know like... I think they just assume that women are like they 100 th- pounds. They also think that like I'm going to be upset. And I'm like, I... Have, I asked you. Yeah. And I <laughs> haven't been 120 since I was in like grade, Fifth grade. school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tall life. Yeah. And then I also like asked him if he drank his own cum and he was like, no. And then he was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. s- we stand an apologetic king. <laughs> yes. Really. And then. So Ooh, I- he wants to be dominated. Yeah. 
yeah. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, – and so I gave him my – I gave his friend my phone number. He texted me. He came and met me at a diner. We, like, hung out for a few hours. He came back to my place, and I was like, I don't want to have sex. And then, like, 20 minutes later, I was like, let's fucking do it. You told him that you didn't want to have sex? I was like, I don't know. I'm, like, really but shy. But what, what – was it an act, or were you serious? I wasn't sure. Okay. Because I, I was just like, I don't know. I'm not – I don't want you coming back here to be a guarantee that we're right. going to get laid. I kind of want to just like cuddle and mm-hmm. fool See around. Where it goes. Yeah. And he was like, whatever you want, it's fine. <laughs> I respect you. Um, I'm, I'm an ally. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh my God. This is totally, this is the type of guy that would kiss your feet. Yeah. Yeah. And suck your toes. Yeah. He's really a sweet little boy. But, um, <laughs> but then I like, uh, within 10 minutes, I'm like reaching down his pant. Wow. What a dick. My God. You know, when, oh. you know, when you Wait, like, you could s- tell just by touch. It was, it's like wide. Okay. That's amazing. Yes. It's yeah. like, it's, it's, it's long, but it's also like girthy, but not in. Yeah. A, people underestimate. Not a jackpot. I yeah. Feel like. I know. It's not in a chody way, which is like, there is a fine line. It was, people underestimate girth. Oh my god! As a thing, you know, I feel like girth has become a joke, and it's not a fucking joke. Girth is not a joke. It's, a, it's serious. Okay, I'm serious. And do you know, like, okay, <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to talk I- I- about these guys too explicitly, and here I am being like, this one's a fucking baby yes. bitch. And this is his keep link it hard. to girth ratio. <laughs> <laughs> this is his social security number. <laughs> he he, you know, when someone is so hard that you're like. Whoa! Is that is is that an organ? Is that a like yeah like <laughs> yeah? When it gets that hard, that you're like that feels like an object. Is that a piece of metal? Is that a glass <laughs> bottle? Did you take a bottle of Miller Lite and jam it up my snatch? Are you working at a steel mill and you're using your dick as the tool? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you put a pipe down the pant leg? <laughs> is that what you do to impress? On yeah. first dates? It was really, like, as soon as I had my hand down there, I was just like, oh, but, like, in my head. <laughs> uh, yeah, you didn't you didn't get out the ham horn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he's just very fun, um, kind of shy in certain ways, but, like, funny in other ways. But I want to know how his, how the sick thing came up. Oh, so we've been texting. We were supposed to hang out on Saturday. Um, and then he was like, so I think I have to cancel. I have a scratchy throat and I don't want to be very responsible of him. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I don't want to. I hope he doesn't die of coronavirus. He Me sounds like too. a keeper. He's fun. I'm yeah. like, don't be, don't get plagued. You're cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, we'll see. I like that he canceled and didn't risk it. Um, for it's, sure. Yeah. It's also like, are we going to get quarantined? Because I feel like we're I, going to. I think it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I tried to go to the grocery store yesterday. Yeah. I just buy like Crazy. as much frozen shit as I could conceive of. It's yeah. insane. I tried to go to Trader Joe's. There no. was a line around the block. Yeah. People were standing in the rain with their umbrellas and then other people were walking by and videotaping them. And I was like, this is fucking humiliating. I yeah. can't stand in this line. Yeah. So then I went to Target. And oh, nice. there were no cans. There was no canned food. Wow. I got frozen food and I got like dry cereal and stuff like that. But all the ca- – you wouldn't believe it. It was like a SpaghettiOs apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> were you guys around during the hurricane? Were you no. in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Yeah. This feels kind of similar. Yeah, like vacant. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been – I went on a date last night. I'm crazy, man. Yeah, you wilding out here. I, I biked <laughs> over to a date in Greenpoint. It Biking was, is – Better. Better than better. taking the subway. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I'm not taking the subway. I mean, I've been taking the subway. Yeah. Every day, six times a day. Yeah. <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uber everywhere? Yeah, what am no. I, Madonna? Yeah. <laughs> no, you are not. I'm so sorry, but you are not. I, I mean, it's, I, I've already mourned that. You're my Madonna. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know when it, I don't know if it's in a few weeks. I also don't I know. I think they're going to do it in like Monday and it's going to last two weeks. Yeah. That's like what I predict. I, I, I agree with that. Thank yeah. you. I don't know. I could do two weeks inside. I don't, yeah. It, it's ignorant to I be could. like, I'm not so worried. I'm I'm sad. I am concerned for immunosuppressed people and elderly. Yeah. And I don't want to be reckless and like put other people's health in danger. That's like the last thing I want to do. 
but also it's like domestic violence kills more people than you know like numbers obviously this yeah. is very serious i'm not like Haha, lol but i am like there's people who are fucking freaking the fuck out yeah and i'm like i don't know that you're helping the situation just by being hysterical i think we need to well like, pragmatic well yeah. okay also I, I've i thought a lot about this because like on a macro level, it is completely appropriate for everybody to be taking the necessary steps yes. to, so that it doesn't spread more than it has to, right? Yeah. But if we're talking like people under 30, like you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like I feel like people are well, getting- shit, I'm But dead. I just like don't want to deal with having a bad flu. You know yeah, what I, know, I mean? Like, I know. That's and how it, I feel. It I'm sucks like, to uh, get the- It certainly sucks to get the flu, but- I, I've i survived the flu before yeah. and I just wouldn't want to spread it to anybody who might die from it. You know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah. That's that's the real issue here. But I, I think people just are such hypochondriacs that they think they're going to die. And I'm like, you're not going to die. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. I mean, my dilemma is like, okay, do I like try to go out in public right now and enjoy like my last like, you know, right. shreds of freedom before yeah. they lock it down? Or do I actually like be safe and not leave my apartment. It's a toss up. Yeah, I think last night was my last. Like I, I was booked night on, out. I was booked on a show, and, and it ended up actually having people and being a good show. And I like had this date, and I was like, whatever. I'm. We're not. I'm, you're not coming home with me. We're gonna meet in a bar and like right. sit across from one another and be like, hello. And then I'm biking home. Well, what a great excuse, also. Yeah. If you don't want to hook up with. I mean, you know, if you don't want to do anything, it's an ironclad excuse to yeah. be like, sorry, coronavirus. And yeah. everyone's like, I totally get it. Oh my yeah. God, take the necessary precautions, yeah. self-care. Exactly, right. <laughs> it almost makes like, you, you understand. Seem- it's also your personality, but. Um- yeah. <laughs> like I would have canceled anyway, but thank you, coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. It, o- it almost makes you seem nicer. Yeah. And like yes. more of a catch. Yeah. You know? mm, yeah. Nice. I, yeah, I keep, I'm careful. This guy texted me and I'm like, what a hero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to give me a killer flu. <laughs> oh my God, that's so cute. Um, well, you know, now that we're speaking about health and um, people taking their own personal health seriously. Yes, please. I would like to talk about one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. I love it when uh, I discover companies that make life a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and one that I learned about recently is called Simple Health. We've talked about it before on the show. It's a total game changer for women's health. Yeah. Um, Simple Health is changing all of that complicated nonsense associated with getting birth control. Yeah. Dwayne you know it. It's texting you. Your prescription's ready. It's not. You forget. You take two pills. Now you're pregnant by accident. Or, or sometimes um, I've had this happen before. I will ask my doctor about birth control. And I have specific concerns about birth control. I'm concerned about the level, level of hormones. Yeah. I'm concerned about... Um, about it altering my mood, especially since I take SSRIs and all that stuff. But I feel like you're kind of on a conveyor belt with doctors a lot and they kind of just give you something and they're like, see how this works. Especially male doctors. Especially male doctors. They're like, I don't know, this is the one that most broads get and you're Mm -hmm. like, you don't even think I'm a person. Okay. And then like you can't get the automatic refills and it's a whole mess. What the fuck is with that? It's so fucked up. I don't understand. Um, So enter Simple. Big Pharma is waging a war (laughs) against women. Continue. Seriously though. They really are. Enter Simple Health. They're changing all of that with online birth control prescriptions and free home delivery, making birth control accessible, convenient, and affordable for all women. Love this. Here's how it works. Go to simplehealth.com slash hot mess and fill out an online health profile with your medical history, conditions, and birth control preferences. And uh, I, I've been on there, like I said, and you can also write specific um Things like that you want to avoid. I don't, well, yeah, I don't but specific hormones. things you want to avoid. Like, oh, nice. Like, um, let's say, for example, you wanted to avoid weight gain. I know that's something that a lot of people worry about. Or yeah. um, acne, like skin problems. Sure. They will get, cater to you oh, and cool. try to find a birth control that would fit best with what you yeah. need. With all the dick I'm catching, i got to maybe consider this. <laughs> yes, Andrea. You're not on birth control, right? No. And you I, have taken it before. Though. I have taken it before. And I think I've mentioned when we talked about this before is that like I was on birth control and the the doctor who prescribed it did not tell me about like certain antibiotics, yeah. cancel it out. And and there was just not a wealth of information. So I, I'm very, very like cautious and I, I feel very uh, nervous about birth control. So yeah. a, a product like this that like lays it out and, and – 
seems to like understand women's decision making around this stuff is is great and I definitely will try it out. Yeah. And this it? is essentially just like seeing a doctor but yeah. virtually. Love it. Um a licensed doctor will review your information, determine if you're a good candidate for birth control and write you a prescription for the right method, whether that's the pill, patch or ring. The ring I just learned about. The ring sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um Get that. don't I'm sorry? Get that dick safely, ladies. All right. That's enough. Don't, <laughs> don't miss your chance to try Simple Health for free with our code by going to simplehealth.com slash hot mess or entering code hot mess at checkout. Again, that's simplehealth, H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash hot mess and enter code hot mess. It's enough. <laughs> it's probably my favorite moment of today. Um... So uh, we do like to have guests on the the show to ask them why they think they are a hot mess. So uh, we'd love to direct that question oh at you. Great. Uh huh. Um, I mean, you do seem like a pretty well put together human being, but uh, I don't know. You, your eyes just got so. <laughs> I'm huge. like, wow. You need to read my Twitter more. <laughs> yeah, I, I love your Twitter. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's basically just my diary. <laughs> it's so funny. It, this shit you write about dating is so true, and it's so ridiculous and accurate. I'm like, it's a never ending fucking charade. It seriously is. I mean, I used to like live in Atlanta, and I kind mm-hmm. of was like is it better over there? And I'm like, honestly, no. Like, yeah. now everyone's married, and so my dating pool is small for different reasons yeah. than in New York. It's like, same oh, shit for really? different reasons. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Is that because, is that like the nature of the South? To be honest, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. all my friends down there, one's married, one just got engaged. Yeah. Like, it's all just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's also our age bracket. There is less... Uh, yeah, I mean, we live in in the city, so we associate with people who maybe are unmarried or pursuing their careers more because it's such a fucking expensive city to live in. But yeah. I have close friends that live in Connecticut, and it's so, it's so strange to see, like, the divide between us and them yeah. they're the same age but they're all wifed the fuck up yeah it's a it's like a different world i know i have friends that are in and i have friends in canada that like their their name on instagram is like mrs blah no. blah blah <laughs> and i'm like what you used to be cool yeah when did this happen yeah you trade your cool card when you become a wife <laughs> i mean there's plenty of, i i that's not universally true but i think but why how, your whole identity is like wifey and i'm like Ew. Yeah. You, you, yeah. You have an edge. No, I like wouldn't even just like if you ever catch me posting a picture of like a boyfriend or something and being like grateful for this guy for putting up with me for the past like year, like honestly, just put me down. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Please. It's fucking cringeworthy. Yeah. It's really, it's also like, I don't know. I, I think. I, I used to post pictures of me and my ex uh, together because he really liked it, but it took me, like, years. Mm-hmm. He was like, your Instagram looks like you're single. And I'm like, it's just because I, I'm i not, like, trolling for dick. I just, like, don't want to be – I don't want to be fucking gross. Um, but I think there's, like, a, a there's a line that you can tell. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there's that fine line between cute and annoying, but yeah. it is, like – Razor thin. It is razor thin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It can be tough. What have you had to? Have you like had boyfriends that you had to decide how to like portray go about? Social media? Yeah. Go about social media stuff like that. No, not really. My last relationship was like five years ago, and that thought occurred to me, and I was like, "Wow, that's pretty bleak." But <laughs> <laughs> this was like before I had like any Instagram followers, so I was just like, "Here's a photo." Like every so often, you know, on my yeah. like yeah. Samsung potato version 1.2 oh the simple days (laughs) yeah i long for that time yeah in some ways yeah yeah things were a little less apocalyptic then yeah yeah well it also on a surface level it's like nice to have the universe at your fingertips yeah sure you know totally um so so why would you consider yourself a hot mess if you had to say i mean i think i'm a hot mess in the way that like every millennial is a hot mess where like my dating life is a joke i drink constantly Mm -hmm. um my mom thinks i keep a budget but i'm like i really just don't spend more money than i have in my what do you mean your mom thinks she's always like oh yeah i think you could afford this like is it in your budget and i'm like yeah totally my budget that i keep for sure yeah (laughs) do you got do you talk to your mom a lot yeah my parents like live on long island i live in astoria so we like Mm -hmm. try to 
keep in touch. Yeah, sure. When I, whenever my parents asked me about money stuff, I was on the phone with my dad this morning because he was he was asking me if I'm staying inside, and I was like, mm, I'm about to get on a train right now. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> in theory, and you're like, yes, I, I don't know. Yeah, but but he he said to me at one point, he was like, well, if you have any hardships, like tell you can tell me, and that includes financial hardships uh-huh. if you're out of work. I mean, if anything, oh, I was gonna say minus the work stuff. I'm like, I'm not spending. I'd be spending less money in quarantine because yeah. I'm just in my apartment. Yeah. Yes, but like for somebody who works freelance, for like sure. it's, it's different. But um, but every time that comes up, I'm just like, I don't want to be sharing like my financial oh, information. It's a disaster. With my parents, like, it makes you know. It makes yeah, it makes cry. me feel it makes yeah. me feel icky. You yeah. know, like it makes me feel like oh, this is just like another way that I'm they, a failure. They don't take me seriously, and we're still like I'm kind of not beholden to them, but like just. Just even the fact that they're worried about me financially yeah. is a little bit unnerving. I know. I'm like, I'm not in debt. And there we go. Like, yeah. no credit card debt. Just leave it at that. Yeah. Don't need to know where my money goes. Even I don't want to know where my money goes. <laughs> right. So, like, <laughs> yep. yeah, it's like, because you have all the boomers are, they grew up in a very good economy and... You know, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A more, more clear cut career path. Also, you yeah. can start at a company and stay at the same company for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. And so the way that our lives look to them looks like a fucking trash fire. And in a lot of ways, it kind of is. But, sure is. But, but I'm like, but I'm doing my goddamn best. I'm yeah. like making my living in my chosen career and I mean, like the listen the fact that i've never asked them for money should be a good sign yeah you know i agree yeah. yeah also now sometimes i'm like i think every week there's some new like apocalyptic just like fiasco and i'm like is there a point in me saving for retirement am i gonna make it uh, i agree i agree yeah <laughs> i i have some credit card debt and my mom is on my ass about it and i'm like i understand i don't want to be in this but like I will pay it off and don't worry. And then we were talking on the phone and she was like, listen, the U.S. economy might just fucking collapse. Like, yeah, she's so literally- like, who cares about that debt? <laughs> yeah. She's like, if it, if America burns to the ground, just come back to Canada. No one's ever going to know. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice you have that option. Yeah. It's funny how everybody thinks that you can just up and go to Canada. It's hilarious. And, and nobody really can. Everyone's like, well, you can just like... It's a tough immigration... <laughs> No situation over there. We are. I mean, we're a much more liberal uh, country in terms of like allowing immigrants in. Yeah. Um. But like that's like. But ref- not much ref- more. It's like not like refugees. Yeah. We're like, yeah, come on in, so you're not getting beheaded in right. your home country. Right. Yeah. It's not like, oh my god, this shitty comedian wants to have health care. Uh huh. Let them in. <laughs> um. Do you have like marriage proposals left and right? I honestly, when Trump got elected, I posted a picture of myself with a Canadian passport and Uh so many people slid into my DMs like, hey, seriously though, can I? I totally did that to one of my like Instagram friends who lives in Toronto. I'm like, yo, for real though, like I'm not playing around. Yeah. (laughs) I'm coming through. It's cool to be Canadian for the first time in my fucking life. It is amazing. You're like, Uh, America, just keep burning down. Yeah. It's good for my status. getting a piece of that pie. I know. I'm like, you guys have fucking blamed Canada and you're Uh, making fun of our accent. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Loonies and toonies. Oh, Canada's filled with fucking dorks. You've been loonies and toonies-ing us for years. Oh, yeah. Your money's fucking play money. (laughs) Not so funny now, America. (laughs) I am loving it. Oh, my God. That's so good. Um, well, okay. So I, you mentioned like the drinking and partying, um, which is also, yeah, how could you not want to like blow off steam constantly? Is it like every night? How much are you going out? Is it just like... I mean, it kind of just depends on the week. But like yeah. I was looking at my other week and I was like, okay, Monday I went to happy hour. And then like I just go to a lot of happy hours yes. and yeah. then like a brunch. And then if I go to a Saturday brunch, it's like a... A fucking fiasco course, again because yeah. I go to the problem is like most people when they day drink they get tired at like 6 p.m. but that's when I like hit another stride and I get a second win uh, and then it's like 3 a.m. and I'm still out and I'm like why do I do this yes so yeah that's like my whole thing and I was like sort of seeing this guy who like doesn't really drink like he'll maybe have like a drink mm-hmm. and I'm just like this is just like such at odds with like my yeah. lifestyle like that makes me sound so bad, but it's kind of true. Not, not really, though, because even I, like, I'm not a huge drinker, but I do, 
I do drink, but even I like don't really see the point of having one drink. Yeah, like I, I'm I've like never been a few like two or zero. Yeah, yes. I don't enjoy it that much that I need to have just one. Yeah, and, that like, doesn't scratch the itch, really. Yeah, at least not for me. It's it's yeah, like two or three on a on a regular night if I'm just like looking to get a little buzzed. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's also here's the thing about dr- dating as a non-drinker too is that like. You do just by virtue, like you said, just by virtue of not drinking, people look at their drinking when they're hanging out with you. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I really don't care. I don't care. Right. Um, I will say, and like I've I can I uh amend that? Like you sure. don't care as long as people can keep it together. Yes. Yeah. You know, like because you're not gonna be mentally on the same level as someone who's hammered. No, and, and right. I, I and you're not gonna like it's not oh it's I can get hammered because Andrew's gonna take care of me. Like that's fucked up. Oh yeah, yeah. No. no, immediate no. Yeah, I, that's not and that's not the situation I find myself in. Uh usually like if someone's uh drunk, like someone who is a, is an alcoholic and it's clear. You can tell. I you can tell pretty quickly. Um and generally like me not drinking will be a, such a deterrent for them that they won't even like meet up with me or continue it. Damn. Um, but uh, I will say like people will like get drink. Like I'm like, we can go to bars. I don't care. Drink in front of me. I'm constantly like I'm at bars literally every single night doing comedy. I like watching people drink. It's fun for me. It, there's no judgment. I like watching people drink. <laughs> I, do, like, I, sport. I do like watching people drink. I love when people start telling their secrets. Yeah, oh, yeah. It they always start happens. getting fucking loose. Give me like two blue moons at happy hour and I'm like psychoanalyzing myself. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love when people tell you something and they forgot they told you something yeah. and they come back and tell it and I'm like, mmm, soak it up. And you have like all this social currency of all the secrets. Oh my God, I'm like a fucking oracle sitting here in the front. <laughs> like a Buddha uh, just like absorbing all of your fears and hopes and yeah, dreams then you're before you know it, you're playing therapist yes of course and I have to cut that off um like I Emily's like you need to walk away give yourself a like, contingency plan she won't plan. walk away these random drunk women I'm getting better but they're yes. all women they're all of women course, and they're course. all like you know tripping over their heels yeah. and they they trip on over to Andrea and they're like, <laughs> like I, I have a beacon that says like please I'll come I, fix you do you. you have some kind of an aura you've seen this happen I've seen though, it right? happen yes I've seen it happen and but I'm I, not like doing anything they just smell it on me well what you're doing oh is you don't God. know how to cut it off yeah because you're too nice because you're yeah. Canadian <laughs> but but yeah no they'll stumble up on on you mm-hmm. and they'll be like yeah, I just don't fucking know. You you seem like you understand my dad, and oh, fucking, yeah. it's always <laughs> oh god. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, mine too. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I rough. Yeah, it's a, it's. I find it amusing to a point, and then I get kind of tired with it. It's also a, one thing that I really fucking can't stand is when someone talks to me and like Dan Soder has a great rule about this because Dan Soder a comedian past guest of the show has been sober for probably around the same time as me yeah um and he said like if someone has a breakdown to me about their drinking and it's like I want to change and it's really bad and that's common when you're a sober person people are like you've been to this point and you've decided to change especially when you were such an alcoholic before yeah exactly you know like such a drinker before people can I feel like people glum on to that because they're like if he can do it exactly she can do it and then I can do it which is like that's that's a nice thing that you can provide that kind of support for someone but at the same time I'm sure a lot happens in between somebody ranting to you about how they're an alcoholic and them actually getting sober oh yeah you know like they need to hit bottom (laughs) yeah well so Dan Soder's rule uh, which I heard him say on a podcast is like you get one from me so like you tell me your shit's all fucked up I'll sit down with you I'll sit down with you sober if you want I'll go through I'll explain everything that I went through I'll fucking do everything that I can to like make you feel confident in your decision to change or like comfort you or whatever if I see you fucked up again you we're done in terms of like this conversation right Not, not like we're done I'm angry with you I'm not it has nothing to do with me it's not my life but like no because you didn't waste like five hours of my fucking time crying about how like your dad hit you and i know that's a very hard example but then i see you the next day being like stumbling around and i'm like i don't fucking 
this is <laughs> you don't even remember who I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Suddenly you've suddenly you've aged ten years. Yeah. And you don't know why. Yeah. Because yeah. everybody's drained all the beauty out of you. Oh yeah. my god. They are drained. That's what happens. Beauty. That's <laughs> what happens. You're when you right. give everybody the time of day, you have no time for yourself. Uh I agree. I agree. 2020 cutting everyone off. Love that. Um <laughs> well, so do you the being so you've been single for about like five years, I guess. Yeah, right? pretty much. Um, do you I mean Emily was single for Oh, I, I mean I was single for uh I mean like 10 years. Yeah. And even before that, it wasn't serious. Like, I never dated somebody that seriously. Yeah. I had a secret relationship when I was 20. I fucking forgot. What? I, I had a secret relationship with a, a close friend of mine's cousin. Uh-oh. And, um, oh, yeah. And he, like, lived in their family's house. It was, like, a multi-story. Her, her, She lived there, and then her sister's family lived there. So it was a big okay. family yeah. affair type thing. They're yeah. Trinidadian. The culture is, like, a little more, like, yeah. shared houses and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would hang out with her until, like, 10 or 11, leave, and then come back at, like, one or two when people were asleep and fuck this guy. What did you do for the two hours? Uh, just like drive home and then drive back. That is ah! dedication. Yep. I can't even relate. You mentioned this. I forgot about this relationship. It's so funny. Was this like in New York? This was, well, I grew up in Westchester. So okay. it, it was in Westchester. It was uh, like senior year of college or maybe the summer before and then like leading into the year after. Got it. Why wow. was it secret? Because it was your friend's brother yeah, or cousin? Was, he was uh, like 32. He was uh, the cousin of my friend. Yeah. It was just oh my like, God. It was a taboo situation. Yeah. Um, I lost my virginity to him. Who initiated it? The virginity or just the whole thing? The whole thing. I did. Really? Yeah. I don't think Ew. he would have I don't think he would have made a move if I didn't make it clear. How did you make it clear? Uh, I don't I think that we just sp- ended up spending more time together like smoking weed yeah. without without a friend there, you know what I mean? Like oh boy. it had started innocently enough the gateway when to drug to sex. <laughs> what weed yeah. yeah it is a gateway to sex <laughs> it's the best gateway yeah, to sex I, really s- I smoke weed every night and you get horny every time yeah it's the best um but <laughs> we endorse weed here at the hot mess comedy hour. i'm a big proponent uh-huh um but yeah and then so it started innocently enough and then we became closer and then uh the banging started it was, it was pretty a- cut and dry it wasn't like <laughs> yeah you didn't like slip him a note. No, I didn't. <laughs> and but the thing is, the whole family knew. They just didn't say anything to me about Did it. Did your friend know? I uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she knew. <laughs> we weren't being that subtle. Right. And you know, people would occasionally wake up during the night and come see us like watching a movie together on the couch. Like, what do you think we're doing? Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, Yeah, that's not slick. It wasn't like nobody ever saw us. I mean, nobody ever saw us fucking. Sure, well, but that like would we unusual. would fuck. We would fuck on a. He was slept in a twin bed in oh. the living room of the downstairs apartment, so he didn't even have his own room. And we would fuck in the twin bed, and then I would leave oh. at like five, six in the morning. Oh my god, this is in the living room. I mean, no one's yeah. going down there, but like that is so. No, there were bedrooms down there. Oh my god, there were people sleeping down there. <laughs> really? Yes. I mean, just when I look back, when I look back, I think. When you do a little, uh, you know. Introspection. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what was going through my mind? But then I realized I was a 20-year-old moron. Okay. Now when I see 20-year-olds on the train, my first thought is, wow, that's a fucking idiot. Yeah. Because they're fucking idiots. Your brain is not developed. I was a fucking idiot too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone was like, would you go out with a 22-year-old? And I'm like, absolutely. What? You went out with a 22-year-old like last year. Okay, listen. (laughs) Listen. Sometimes you have sex and love addiction issues Mm -hmm. and you go out with 22-year-olds and you invite ayahuasca ceremony guys to your apartment and like you know it's wrong, but- But you do it anyway. do it anyway. Because it feels good to be bad. There was a night, oh my God, there was a night when the- the comedy club or the comedy show guy came over with his un- unbelievable dick 
He, we banged until like 6 a.m. I woke up, took a nap, cooked some food, and then the poly guy came over in the evening. And I'm like, that is two dicks in one day. Is this, t- should this be a concern? That's, That's you- like kind of impressive. I feel like I just can't like do that if your you have, pussy if you would be so brain. raw yeah like i would just especially like if, it, if it was a large penis yeah like my pussy would be so raw andrea has a tall vagina though so maybe it doesn't a affect tall her tall, yeah. Yeah. it can take a lot of take a beating <laughs> that's my abs that's my abs profile my pussy can take a beating <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm 5'11, but my vagina is six feet tall. <laughs> Come live in there. Yeah, am I doing bad things? Come quarantine yourself in my pussy. That's, oh my God, yeah. someone is gonna say that. That's a great yeah. line. I feel like I need to just go on Tinder and see what everyone's new bios are or what yeah. the quarantine lines are. Yeah. I got that COVID pussy, baby. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know what it's going to be like for the next few weeks. I'm not. Also, how long do you think until rappers start making like coronavirus puns in their songs? Oh, like already. Tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Comedians are having a fucking rappers. field day right yeah. now. Oh, <sighs> Everyone's LOLOLing. Um, well, so like being single, I feel like, so I've been, I've always dated uh, throughout like my 20s. I've always had like something going on. Not like serious relationships. I feel like I've had like maybe two or three serious relationships, and like one of them was like, "Is it serious or do you just love him and he doesn't love you back?" You right, know what I right mean? There. Like, Ugh. I've been there so many times, but I always and this is probably me just like needing to be with someone, and I would always just like find someone to be with or something to be a part of. Right. Um. But you guys have not after like. Well, no, I, I mean, I dated a lot. Yeah. I just didn't yeah, I have just, a lot of serious relationships. Yeah, I, I haven't been in a relationship in five years, but I've yeah. been, like, seeing people. Yeah. But then every like, time I do like it, for it four just, months and then it fizzles out or... Uh, yeah, I would say, like, eight weeks is always, like, the tipping point in yeah. which they start to get all squirrely and evasive. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I forgot what I was going to say after that. Do you, <laughs> do you feel, like... Oh, it's me, or and like I'm saying that I don't believe in any of this shit at all. And yeah. It's just like these feelings bubble up for me when I'm like, oh, why is no one, it, you know, to an extent, and also like I know I pick bad people, like I know because I'm pretty like emotionally like kind of reserved. Like when mm-hmm. people are like, oh my god, you're so great, I like you. I'm like, please, you never like don't speak know how to, to accept the again. compliment, and yeah. it just makes me feel like I want to crawl out of my skin and die. Um, and so then I go for the people who are like emotionally invasive, and then I'm like, oh, why are you like? Being evasive. Yeah, why and then I'm like exactly what you I, said you would. Yeah, like I played myself. So it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever like and I and I've gone for emotionally unavailable people over and over and over again and like had to do a lot of therapy around it. Uh, do you I'm ever going back on Tuesday? <laughs> Mazel! <laughs> yeah, my therapist is on maternity leave, and I was like, "Are you sure you're still going to meet with people?" And she's like, "Yeah, for now, until they change the rules." Yeah, but yeah, I'm also really bad at like. Uh, I'm just not good at therapy. Like I can't talk about myself. I really think that I should just comfortable with it. Yeah, like I think I should really just take her to bounce for like happy hour and then just have two (laughs) beers and like, (laughs) or just be like, here's my Twitter feed. Like, have a field day. Uh Like, read these and diagnose me based off of this. Yeah. Why do you think you don't like to talk about yourself? I have no idea. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I mean, it just makes me super uncomfortable. Do you feel like you don't like? Are you uncomfortable with attention, or you you feel like oh? Do you you're feel like you're saying stupid things? I just, I, I'm, I'm not good with the format of like trying to monologue for 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you need I to have be, like, a directed. thought. Yeah. I'm like, I have a thought and then I'll come in with like three thoughts. I'll be like, this is great. And then it's like, oh, I've said it everything in five minutes. And then I'm like, well, <laughs> now that. we're staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to get really uncomfortable with that. Yeah. I get My that. therapist would just stare at me and I'd be like, say something. I'm like, like, please help. <laughs> Like, yeah. clearly, I don't know what to do, so say something. <laughs> I used to lie in the beginning because I didn't want it. To, I didn't want to. I've wanna, lied to therapists before, yeah. Yeah, I, like, don't want it to be as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm just, you know, small problem. And then later, I'm, like, crying on the bathroom floor. And I'm like, but it, they have, like. Yeah, you're like, I, I had one too many glasses of Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. And then I I touched somebody that yeah. I shouldn't have. Reality. <laughs> you're, like, like, downplaying every single 17 uh, soda, Long Island iced teas. Oh my god! <laughs> and a drummer from one of 
the 10 vans that I follow around who doesn't acknowledge me in public. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a past version of me, which I'm glad to, to be rid of. But the feelings underneath it are always, like, kind of there. Um, yeah, it feels like you don't want to be, like, as pathetic as you feel. And I that's not, like again i'm using this word it's it's not true it's not pathetic it's no. like very human but i think the initial like all right these are all the truths is mm-hmm. very very yeah, scary for sure and i feel like you're always afraid that you're going to get judged even though like you're paying this person like at least 80 dollars an hour to not judge you but yeah. still like it's kind of human nature do you do you feel like um you don't want to like take up space or be a bother or like be um too much of a quote-unquote problem is that what it is or just just i think it's kind of like i'm a pretty impatient person so if something is bothering me i want to solve it like right away and then once it's Mm -hmm. over i kind of just like never want to acknowledge it again unless it comes up (laughs) so the timing is like really bad so i'm always like oh if something happens and i'm like oh great and but then it's like you have to wait a week for your therapy appointment and by that time i'm like over it i'm like yeah all right (laughs) i'm good so I, i have no idea but we'll we'll tackle that on tuesday i guess do you you think that you're uncomfortable with emotion like with showing emotion or dealing with emotion yeah absolutely like I uh, my Twitter feed is like I'm just constantly like railing on guys for being emotionally unavailable but like I too am emotionally unavailable so like I'm also a fuckboy I feel like sometimes Ah. yeah I get it (laughs) my Rosebud Baker actually said something yeah I just thought of that too uh, after one of my mega breakups she was like, you're emotionally unavailable if you're going for dudes who are emotionally unavailable. If you're unavailable. pursuing people. Yeah. yeah. Because, because part of you is getting something out of them not being vulnerable. Yeah. You. Yeah. And, and part of you is like, I'm going to go for this person that has problems so that if it doesn't work out, I like know why. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, it's kind of like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get ahead of the rejection by, going for this like clearly not well-matched person like it's one I feel like it's one part like I'm gonna fix them or like this is gonna be this romantic thing where like we overcome things and it's gonna be great and then another part is like but secretly you know it's a fucking nightmare so but if it but if I go for the fucking nightmare it doesn't work out like whatever he was an idiot yeah or part of it is like I just wouldn't like clock the red flag soon enough and kind of like cut it off quick enough so now I'm trying to do that, just like cut people off with no, I don't know, what's the word, like regrets. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, like I like I said, um, like one of these, I guess like the the poly guy, it's like I know it has no future in terms of like relationshipness and now I'm purely just like come over and have sex with me and that's all. And I used to say that I, that's what I wanted and but really secretly I was like, oh, they're going to, but like maybe. Right. Yeah. But now I'm like, no, seriously, no. Like, please, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I used to, I used to walk around like everyone was better than me um, in dating. Like I always was like, oh, I'm like, what are they going to find out that I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. like the, they have such, and I think this is also just like a, a misogyny thing where I when are they going to see the real me like and that be like type of- no thank mm-hmm. you or also I'd be like oh these guys are so much better than me just like and I think that's just a misogyny being like he's so interesting and deep and like you know and I'm like you are an impressive person yeah like, yeah actually very impressive more impressive than this person on paper and like not to be an asshole but like and I used to just be like no I think it's more of a self-esteem thing yeah I think it's a combo platter a lot of my problems are like a are a combo meal of like misogyny, a platter, yeah. say like an appetizer sampler. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love a messy plate uh-huh. <laughs> of like society telling you that you're not good enough, and then also you not telling. Yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is definitely part of it, right? Because how normal is it to see a guy who's like a total schlub? Yeah. With somebody who you're like. That she is so clearly out of his league, yeah. constantly, like, not even in the same sh- stratosphere. Oh my god! You know, um, I feel like that's part of it too. I feel like, especially on dating apps, like I just am more shallow than I would be if I just met someone at a bar. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're just going through someone's photos, I'm like, oh yeah, I've rejected people just for wearing a gold chain on the apps. <laughs> yeah, like send them to me. I love a chain. <laughs> I will. I, I really do love a chain. Yeah, I also love a guy with a nose ring. <laughs> I mean, you have a nose ring too. I, yeah, yeah. Do you guys, as do long you, as it's the opposite side, I think. Do it you could clink work. nose rings like a Cheers? I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, That's actually, the type totally. of thing that I would do. Yeah, I mean, like let's gingerly touch our <laughs> nose rings. So you like you like kind of like a more bad boyish kind of guy. Like, 
if I were to tell that's you like my a, ideal like physical type, but I'm not going to go like date that person because I'm like, I know that you're not about to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know who you are, but it's hot to me, but we're not, we're never going to date. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah now I, I really am out well, there. Well, fuck boys, like there, there is obviously something hot about them or else of they would course. never fuck. You know? True. We went, we went to, my, we went to a, an album release party, uh, me and Emily, uh, and the guy who was doing the album release is a guy who have, I've, I've hooked up with a few times in the long past, like maybe almost 10 years ago. And he messages me. He like slides into my DMs from time to time. And we're friends. Like I love this person as a friend, really. He's such a like wonderful human yeah. being. But he's a flirt. He's such a flirt. And he fucking knows I want it. And mm. like – he says jump, and I'm like, how high? Uh, um, and I think like there are always people like in your life that will do that, you know, like yeah. always have that effect, which is very fucking it's annoying. It's so annoying, but I'm like, yep. I can't. It's just how it is. And like, and, and so I know that now, and I'm like, let's go to his album release show because I want to, and it's going to be fun. And it's I, very fun. And I, I, again, I love him as a friend. He's a great dude, um, truly. Like, I actually think he's a genuinely very kind, thoughtful person. But... I get there and he's like playing in his band, like talking to all these. And I'm like, fuck, my pussy is so wet for this shit. It's <laughs> yeah. crazy that this still oh, works. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's in your DNA. It is. It's so the way he's like uh, leading me into his guitar. And like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, skinny oh, musician boy. Love it. Um, But I'm like, no. I Well, I just, I was just like, I sent him a DM, like, I'm so proud. The show is so great. I had to go. And I'm like, in the past, I probably would have been like, so do you want to like hang out? I'm like, no, because he knows. He knows. Yeah. It couldn't be more obvious that like we could bang the second you ask. Oh, yeah. But like I'm just like, nope, I'm not I'm not dipping my toe. Don't dip your toe. That's yeah. Right. That is growth. Yeah, man. I mean, there's – there's. Listen, you dip your toe and before you know it, you're dipping the tits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. something. Or something. <laughs> something like that. Um, we need to wrap up the show, but Sarah, where can people find you, follow you, and where can people listen to your multiple podcasts? Yeah, you can listen to, I mean, Am I the Asshole and Not Another True Crime Podcast. I don't know, wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Yes. And Wonderful. then um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Sarah F. Carter. There's no H on the Sarah. Yes. Sarah's uh, internet presence is fucking hilarious. Thank and, you. Yes, um, I implore you to follow her and <laughs> listen to her pods. Yeah, they're both great. They're both past guests of our show and very very funny people um i was on am i the asshole and uh emily will be oh yes yeah i was had actually an excellent time <laughs> yeah i was actually on it recently but sarah wasn't there because oh, i told danny i was like because he's paranoid about the coronavirus i was like hey, can oh, we just like yeah, not be recording until 10 30 at night which sometimes happens because i was like because i want to go home and go to sleep early and i was going to atlanta uh-huh. that weekend and he's like oh my god no please don't come i'm like i'm like are you sure like because he's a hy- hypochondriac yeah, he yeah. Is. um yeah, it was a whole thing. I'll tell you about it later. Great. Uh, so it was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> also, may I say, when I was on Am I the Asshole, and I don't know if other guests shit on Danny on the level that I did. Nope. It, it was <laughs> excellent. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I've been friends with him for so long, and he's such a little cunt, and I will say this to his face. I love that. <laughs> um, and I, I felt like you, uh, you're, uh, there was a little sparkle in your eyes as I was like, shut the Horse. fuck up. You're a cube. You look like a cube. How dare you talk about women's bodies? He is. I always say <laughs> he Literally. looks, I always say he's like a man that was put in a trash compactor. Yes. And I love you, Danny. And you're a wonderful human being. You guys. <laughs> but, but like, you're a cunt and the a very funny cunt at that. And yeah, he hams up his like, I'm a judgy yeah. bitch, you know, persona. He does. He does. And he's, uh, he's actually a very like thoughtful and kind person but I had so much fun taking a verbal shit all over him and he let me as he always so does someone tweeted at us and they were like my sexuality is women yelling at Danny <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> it's the best he really lets me do it and he's a he's a champion for that yeah um, so listen it. to that yeah, yeah listen to that listen to her to her true crime podcast and uh, if you want more hot mess you can follow us at hot mess comedy hour on Instagram and if you want bonus content yes go to patreon.com slash hot mess for ten dollars you get two monthly bonus 
shows and our entire 200 episode back catalog. There's so much dirt in that. For, Holy shit. So much. Yeah. For $5, you don't get any of that shit. So you really should do 10. But if you want to do five, you will get access to the private Facebook group and 25 of our best episodes. Yeah. It's a great deal. Check it out. It's, it's a, a comedy, comedy podcast. podcast.